Good, mor- good morning, everybody. We may or may not get serious from here on. Lisa will help us. <clears throat> good morning. Okay, a few announcements today. Um, next Sunday, we are not going to have our coffee with Mike at 9.30 uh, because of Fall Festival. So we are going to wrap up the book of Mark on the first Sunday of October. Um, and then we'll let you know what's going to be the next Bible study and the times and, and all that. Um, Fall Festival booth is we're lo- going to be located near the village office. So hopefully that helps some of you in deciding if it's going to be easy for you to volunteer and help us out. Um, We have a sign-up sheet still. We're looking for some volunteers. Uh, We have some things that we're going to be giving away. We just want to be there and be out in the community and remind them that we are here. And we're here for them, too. The village office is right downtown next to the BP gas station. Yeah. Right in between, right between the post office and the gas station. Yep. Okay. Yep. And there's a parking lot back there, so hopefully parking should be kind of easy, I hope. Um, we are still looking for some meal train volunteers. We have two meal trains going, one for Paul and Wilda. Um, if you can help with that, we're doing those just on Mondays and Fridays. Um, So you can let me know if you can help out with that. And we're doing one to help out Carrie and Trent um, just through the next week. So we need some people to sign up for uh, this coming Friday and next Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So if you could do that one, please uh, let Sheila know, and she'll she'll get you signed up for that. Okay, let me see. I think I have one more. Oh, safe haven training is uh, today after church. So grab your coffee and some snacks and just head upstairs to the mezzanine if you're going to participate in that. All right? And I think that's all the announcements I have. I just, yep, just a second. I have a thank you I would like to read. Dear Clinton UMC family. Thank you for the Get Well cards with your prayers for our speedy and complete recovery. The prayer quilts are absolutely beautiful, and we use them daily. While thinking of all the prayers that were prayed on them, we are very grateful. We are also very appreciative for the meal train that was set up on our behalf. Cooking is the hardest thing for us to do right now, especially when we're gone to therapy so much and continuing therapy at home. Thank you from our hearts. My one trip to Jerry's Market was too much for me. It set me back in my progress over a week, and I had to spend that time trying to get the swelling down so that I could continue progressing in my therapy. Trent is progressing as well, although it is a slow process. Control of his hand is his hardest challenge, but he works at it constantly. God is truly blessing us through everything we've been through, every step of the way. What friends we have in Jesus, Carrie and Trent Langton and Mary Rushlow. So thank you for that. I took a meal to them last Friday, and Phyllis sent some items from the food pantry as well, and a gift card, and they were just so thankful 
and they looked good. Um, I was a little surprised. I wasn't sure with Trent what I was going to see, you know, after having a stroke, but uh, he actually answered the door, and, and so I think things are looking up for them, but, but they still could use some help next week. So, all right, and Kim? Go ahead, Sheila. Uh, our vendor show yesterday was a success. Um, hopefully next year will be bigger and better. We made just under $1,000 with the vendor fees, uh, our lunch that we had, and also we added in the card greeting card sales. We made, so far, a profit of $312 on the greeting cards. So thank you to all that helped and who sold greeting cards. Also, um, <clears throat> as you know, we've kind of had a partnership with Catherine Cobb in uh, Adrian, the safe house, women's safe house. They are going to have a booth at Apple Umpkin October 8th and 9th, and they are asking us if we could do some baking for them. They're going to sell baked goods. So if you can, please let me know. I would like everything here by the 7th of October, and then I will del deliver it on the 9th, the, the 8th, whatever that Friday is. Um, and I would suggest if you're going to do some baking, do it just like you would for us, list the allergens like we've been doing for our bake sales, and package them the same way that we've been packaging for ours. Thank you. Well, as you can see, the choir's back. Yes. That, that is great. Great turnout today. I, I wasn't sure with me missing last week what would happen today. Um, also, I'd like to meet very shortly, right after church, anyone in the adult bell choir. And also, if you have a child that would like to be in the kids' bell choir, so I can find uh, the ch children's bell choir I'm hoping to have right after church uh, for their rehearsal. But, you know, just to kind of get a feel of how many might be interested. Uh, if you know someone who has a, a child that... or. Uh, that would be interested in the kids' bell choir, you know, an adult that'd be interested in the kids' bell choir that can't be here today, just call me, let me know, and we will get those rolling too. Oh, well, I'm I'm not putting an age. If 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 your your kid wants to play but can't really counter that, and one of the parents wants to help them, that's fine. I want to include everybody, so. I'm, I'm leaving the age up to the parent if, you know, if they, you know, think that their kid, you know, can count one, two, three, four, or one, two, three. I'm not doing anything real hard. Um, you know, if, if, if they can ring, just, you know, ring a bell like they used to have in the old hotels, when I point at them, that's pretty much all they have to do. Um, so I, I'm leaving the age up to uh, the parents. Okay, I guess that's all of our announcements for this morning. So if you will please join me in our call to worship, stand if you are able. Let's spend time with Jesus. He will give us his, his Holy Spirit. Spirit. He, he will strengthen us in our deepest selves. He will empty our hearts of all useless care and anguish. He will draw us out of ourselves then we can seek and find him, not only here and now, 
but, but everywhere, everywhere and, and at, at any moment. moment. Our first hymn today is number 102. Take a moment to greet someone near you with a smile and a kind word before you sit down. <laughs> Good morning. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Good morning. You're doing all right, Kim. Doing good. With my allergies. Yeah, that's what I'm having this today. While you're talking to each other, I'm going to talk to you. You'll notice that my voice is horrid. And we can blame that on our neighbors, okay, 
who are having a very good crop of soybeans this year. And um, I can say with reasonable certainty that the beans will be ready to harvest in um, 10 days to two weeks. Another thing that I would like to draw to you, oh, you're wonderful, thank you. You know what works better than cough drops, Kim? Potato chips. Friends, friends, friends went to uh, a studio to record, okay, and they were surprised because the studio outside the, the uh, recording area had a big bowl of potato chips. And all of that grease that they tell you that is so bad for you in potato chips does wonders for your vocal cords. <laughs> Hey, all right. <laughs> In the back, okay. The other thing that I would like to draw your attention to is the bulletin inserts, okay? Amongst them are, are uh, the regular inserts, plus please, please, please spend time with the prayer list, okay? Um, a number of things have come to us. Um, uh, please remember the family of Carol Paul. She passed away this morning. Do keep the whole family in your prayers. There's no easy way through it, folks. And then we, we got word from um, Pat Duty that her, um, her daughter Amy died. And that was rather that was rather unexpected. Um, she, for a while, she looked like she was going to back, bounce back from um, the health episode she was going through, but then um, a number of complications arose. That, um, as I said to someone this morning, when we lose one of our saints. It's so hard because on one hand, we're sad, okay? They're not with us anymore. But on the other hand, they're with Jesus. And who would want to begrudge them being with Jesus? They're blessed. One way I heard it described is when you die, you go to heaven and you're like a four-year-old on Christmas morning. I like that description. The other bulletin insert I'd like to draw your attention to is the one that looks like this. I'm sure that all, all of our, our young eyes can see what I'm holding up. Um, it's a letter. And... Essentially, it's a heads up. In the weeks ahead, what's going to happen is we're going to focus increasingly 
on discipleship and the word that everybody hates to hear, stewardship, because when they hear stewardship, they see dollar signs. We will talk about money, but that will not be the first thing that we talk about. We're going to be talking about gifts and graces. Okay? Gifts are what we have that we can give to God. Yes, money's part of that. Graces is what God has given to us. And in the weeks ahead, what we're going to do is we're going to try to get us together, not only here, but other places as well, okay? And we're going to look at our gifts and graces, identify them, and ask ourselves the question, okay, what are we going to do with them? What are we going to do with them here? What are we going to do with them in the community? What are we going to do with them in our families? What are we going to do with them to make our own personal lives better? Okay. You have been warned. Okay. You have been warned. And... Um, Did you hear that? There is no way out of this. We will track you down. We will be like the hound of heaven. We will chase you till we get you. So do keep that in mind. Are there others that we should remember this morning and this week in our prayers? Um, real quick, these are a couple of joys. Um, I know Pat Duty's daughter passed away, but on Tuesday she's going home. Yes. So if anybody wants to, she will be home at some point Tuesday, and then you can reach her at home instead of the cell phone or having to go to Ann Arbor if you want to call or check with her to see about visiting her or whatever, but she'll be home. Um, for years, on this weekend, my husband would stand up and announce this was our anniversary. Yesterday was. We've been married 28 years. And his comment always was, and she's agreed to renew his contract again. And I did that again this year. Okay. Congrats. Great. Um, I have several uh, concerns. One, my neighbor, Mike Lambert, down the street, um, has been diagnosed with liver cancer. Uh, he's going to be starting radiation treatment uh, first part of October. So prayers for God's healing hand with him. And also with, you know, send continued prayers for Lucy Miller, Lisa's mom. Um, she still has lots of doctor appointments and, and things going on. But also, um, my next-door neighbor, Sandy Miller, her mother is having a lot of health issues. So, you know, pr pray for the, both Jeff and Sandy's mom and 
you know, let, let God do his work. Amen. I want to thank you guys for praying over Lisa prayer quilt. I seen her Friday when I took pizza to all the kids and the house that Jake is, she's the one that's ahead of it. She said, thank you very much. She holds it when she still needs to have love because um, she still got the thing in her eye and she can't see too much, but she's hoping she see eventually. And I got a joy. My, my last oldest grandson, the trooper, but now he's, he's into something else, undercover cop for the, um, for the state police. He's going to have a baby, him and his wife. So I'm going to be another, I guess, great Nana again. <laughs> Thank you. Phyllis is on her way. Thank you, Phyllis. Um, if you guys can say a quick prayer today for the Clinton High School equestrian team. They're currently in second. Today's their last to find out if they go to regionals. Um, my, our grandson, Alex, had a little incident last week, and um, he didn't get to do two of his events because he had a concussion. The horse came up and hit him in the head, and he passed out. Um, so just a little prayer that they maybe come out on top and that they're all safe today. Thanks. Amen. Yes. Other joys, concerns? It's important that we identify our joys. When we talk about gifts and graces in the days ahead, okay, one of the things that we'll ask over and over again is what has gone right? It's real easy to focus on what's gone wrong. And did we bother to stop and say thank you? Okay? Did we stop and say thank you? As we go to prayer, let's start by simply saying thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for so many things. Thank you, oh Lord, that the car started this morning. Thank you that the voice so far has held out. Thank you, O oh Lord, that waking us up, food on the table. I'm hearing Kim say thank, thank you. I, could we hear others? One more time. Family and friends. The day that the Lord has made. Jobs. Families. Church family. Mom and dad. 
all the children, and Carl, who, who was 80 on Friday. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Carl, 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 we interrupted, the, we interrupted the prayer for you. You can kill me later. <laughs> Thank you for Kirk. Okay. The choir's back. Thank you. Martha's back. Okay. Yeah. A home. All right. Yes. You are so kind. You are so kind. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So often all we do is ask you, ask you, ask you. Thank you. Thank you. And when we ask, oh Lord, help us to ask for way beyond ourselves. That's what you taught us when you taught us the words. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Lisa, would you? Okay, if you'll join me uh, for our prayer of self-awareness this morning. Lord Jesus, We have been very busy this week, and we need a day of rest. We have been anxious about many things, and we need a day of peace. We have ignored you and been careless about ourselves and those around us. We need a day of forgiveness. We have been confused by the opinions and manipulations of others. We need a day of truth. Give us today a taste of your kingdom that is yet to come. Give us rest, give us peace, give us forgiveness, and give us truth. To God be the glory. Amen.
You may be seated. The choir has to keep standing. Maybe we should move the anthem to after the sermon. <laughs> Would the children come, please? Holding up all right? I'll ask you my, my usual question. The big people still making you crazy? Okay. Get, get used to me asking that question because when, when, when I ask you that question, what I'm doing is I'm reminding the big people that one of the things that they they tend to do is 
they tend to drive you crazy. Yeah. Your daddy used to drive you crazy? He doesn't anymore, does he? Yes, he does. Uh-oh. <laughs> he's, still, he's still smiling, Wally. You're safe. Now, let's see. Why do I have hats? Because I like hats. Did I ever tell you did I ever tell you about my hat from Australia? No. Oh, I have a hat from Australia. And, and I don't wear it very much. Um, and mostly I leave it at home because I'm afraid that something bad will happen to it. Do you like hats? What's your favorite hat, Olivia? You don't know? It just, do you, you, so how do you decide which hat to wear? Depends on the outfit? Okay. That's fair. That's, see, you have, you, you, you're smarter than me because what happens what happens with me is you look at your outfit and you say, this doesn't work. Okay. Yeah. Did your mom help you with your outfit? Yeah. Your robot outfit? Cool. See, my wife helps me with mine. Yeah. A pumpkin? I haven't decided what I'm going to be. Huh? Weirder? <laughs> Dragon? Pardon? Oh. See, the other things, other things that, that, that remind me of Australia, you, know, you recognize this? It's a koala. It's a koala. Yeah. You will. Wow. Yeah, they have. They hide in trees. Now I'm going to ask you a hard question. How do you know when someone's your friend? Wally, how do you know? Huh? Okay. Yes? Okay. You get used to them? And you get close to them? Yeah? And you feel like you can talk to them okay? Yeah? Oh, okay. How else do you know that someone's your friend? They're this low. Okay. You're a little big? Yep. Okay. Morgan, yes? They look like you? Okay. Oh, in other words, they don't change a whole lot? Okay. 
I misunderstood. Big people have that problem sometimes. You have to help us out. Yeah? One more time, a little louder. I'm sorry to do that to you, but I can't hear real well. <laughs> okay. And hands, you got the whole deal, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. That question about how can you tell when someone's your friend can be a hard one. You know, and we've talked we've we've talked other times about about some important things. Y yes. Are they? Okay. Nothing? Okay. No worries. We've talked about some important things. Okay? And one of the things that's important to recognize is people who are truly our friends do not hurt us. And people that we are being friends to we do not hurt. Remember when somebody hurt you? Remember how bad it felt? Yeah. Okay. And one of the things that Jesus lived and taught was that we should love each other. When we love each other, we take care of each other. Okay. Uh-huh. And we, what we do is we take care of each other. Okay. And we don't hurt each other. We watch what we say, and we watch what we do. Okay. You did. And I bet you had lots of friends there, didn't you? We take care of our friends. Our friends take care of us. And one of the things I'm going to say to the big people later is a reminder Jesus is always our friend. That's not a, just imagination. That's real. Okay? That's real. Let's say a prayer, shall we? And I'm slow, and I, I apologize to you, Rick. I hope I'm not hurting your ears. Would you mind coming around here and let's hold hands? Hold a hand, 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 hold a hand. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you're always with us, that you're our friend, and you never leave us alone.
Be with us, O Lord, and help us to be friends to others. Hear our prayer. Amen. Miss Lisa has goodies. I know. And I want, I want to let the, the, the children go to Sunday school now, but I want you to know that, that I have a good problem this morning, okay? The magic hat didn't have enough whistle lollipops for all the children who were here this morning. I am, sure, I am sure that parents and grandparents are both thankful for that. I am thankful that we have so many children here this morning. Father God, how can we thank you? You are so generous to us. And we take your generosity for granted. Once again this morning, we thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for each other. Thank you, O oh Lord, for all the good things in our lives. Take us take our gifts 
Use all for the glory of your kingdom. Hear our prayer. Amen. The hymn of preparation is number 393. sung, you may be seated. The scripture for this morning is Proverbs 18.24. I'm going to read it from two sources. Someone who has friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And actually the word is, this translation is sticketh. From another translation, some friends play at friendship, but a true friend sticks closer than one's nearest kin. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. It's sometimes easy for me to wax nostalgic about things that people think are more than a little eccentric. You all don't think that I'm eccentric, I know that. (laughs) My early college experience gave me an opportunity to become acquainted with both old and middle as well as early modern English. At one point I aspired to be an English teacher, high school. My studies resulted in my having a great affection for pre-modern English. And for years, I used only the King James Version of the Bible. Not because it's the only real translation, the authorized one or whatever. I used the King James Translation because it preserves something of the Middle English forms of nouns and verbs, especially important in understanding our relationship to God. King James doesn't get used anymore. And sadly, I find myself using it less and less. Part of its waning use seems to have to do with modern's feeling that the old forms are not part of our contemporary language and that using the old forms is somehow formal and stuffy. Most folks don't want any part of anything that uses thee, thou, or thine in the language. Even my computer wants to correct me. 
I tried to look up, I tried to look up the, the old English for, forms, okay, this last week in getting ready for this sermon. And most modern dictionaries do not list them as having existed. They are gone. English, especially modern English, is one of the only few languages in the world that does not have what's known as the familiar forms of grammar. Our modern English is unusual because we've abandoned the special set of noun and verb forms that are used when talking to a close friend and to an equal. In most cultures other than ours, two people will celebrate when they begin to use the familiar tense, the familiar forms with each other. Okay? Amongst our our Latino friends, it is a moment of significance when two people switch from usted a tú. Usted means you are someone who is separate, who has a higher social plane, and is essentially a stranger. Tú says, You are my friend. Two people will celebrate when they begin to use the familiar forms of their language because it means their relationship has blossomed with closeness, friendship, and trust. How do you know when someone's your friend? You think I was asking the kids a simple question? Uh Uh-uh. Notice how they answer? Every time two people meet, their language will, rem- will be a constant reminder. You are my equal. You are my friend. How long does it take you to figure that out in English? Having lost the familiar... The these, the thys, the thous, and thines from our language. We've lost something very important. We've lost that bit of our language that communicates closeness, trust, friendship, equality, and intimacy simply because what comes out of our mouth. Those these, thys, thous, and thines in the King James Version of the Bible captured and communicated the deeply intimate relationship between God and humanity.
Whenever I read a prophet addressing God as thou, in the King James, I knew that prophet recognized God as a friend. That, God, that prophet recognized God as someone who could be trusted, as someone that the prophet could be intimate and honest with. Just by saying thou. And you know what? God flipped it and said to the prophets, thou. Thine. I trust you. You are my friend. God didn't do it in a condescending way. We, we worry about how we're losing the deeply intimate relationship between God and humanity. This last week, I don't know if you caught it in any of the media, but one of the recent um, the polls um, studying religion in the United States, for the, first, for the first time in poll history, okay, the number of people who say they believe in God is under 50% in the United States. I wonder how we've helped that happen. Now modern English has only the formal forms. The ones that historically have been reserved for use with strangers are those of higher social standing. In a very real sense, the very structure of our language keeps everyone, including God, a stranger. Our language, spoken or written, no longer has friendship built into it. There are only the forms remaining for superficial, distant, self-protective relationships. We complain about our culture. how distant people are. How nobody can be a friend. The problem goes all the way down into the language. Goes all the way down into the heart as well as the mind. Among the consequences of that is we keep others at arm's length and our communications with each other tend to be strained and difficult to decipher. We have nothing that clearly tells us and each other, hey, I'm speaking to you, writing to you here, based on our mutual respect for our friendship for each other. Who do you have those kinds of conversations with? How long did it take you to get there? 
We spend an inordinate amount of time analyzing tone, context, body language, okay? And by the way, just so you're aware of it, your body language says you're having trouble with this. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> this one's going deep. Okay? And other cues to sort out the quality of our relationship with the one to whom we're communicating. Think about who are my friends. How do I, if I do it all, regularly express to them the nature and depth of our relationship? Yo, bro, what's happening? What you doing, sis? I have to watch, because I, I grew up in a hood. I could switch to that language altogether too easy. <laughs> What's up? Que pasa? These are all pop culture efforts to express friendship in some kind of greeting. Teasing, which can easily go awry, is often another effort at expressing friendship. Up until the 19th century, English and English instruction included what is often called the second person familiar form. Until that form fell into disuse, addressing someone with thee, thou, or thine indicated that person was a friend, an equal, an intimate. Now, the people known as Quakers originally called themselves the Religious Society of Friends. And they went around addressing everyone Okay, with thee, thou, and thine. Their core beliefs is that we should be friends with everyone, including God and Christ. And when the Society of Friends began in the 17th century, Quakers addressed everyone, including the King of England, who immediately threw them in prison for doing it. Okay, considering it an arrogant insult to them. What do you mean that you're equal to me? What do you, I never told you you were my friend. The early Quakers would say to every person, I am really your friend. And you are really my friend. The King James Bible was a rarity, but not because it was the first Bible in English. It wasn't that at all. The King James Bible was preceded by Wycliffe's Bible, Tyndall's Bible, Culverdale's Bible, which is also called the Great Bible, the Bishop's Bible, the Reams New Testament. But... Most, if not all, of those Bibles were translated from Jerome's Latin Vulgate. The King James, as many editions still proclaim on their title page, was translated out of the original tongues, that means Hebrew and Greek, with the disclaimer, with the formal, former translations digitally, diligently compared and revised. 
So when the King James Version of the Bible was translated from Hebrew and Greek, the scholars doing the work were careful to use the same grammatical structures in English as appeared in the Hebrew and Greek. Both of those languages had a second-person familiar form, and so the scholars used that same form which still existed in English in that day. And often, the Holy Scripture in its original languages used the second-person familiar in talking to God. Particularly in the Psalms or in prayers in the King James, the same grammatical form, those these, thys, thous, and thines were used to express a deep, close, intimate friendship and trusting relationship with God. In those songs and prayers, God is not spoken to with the language of a commoner to a king. God is addressed with the language of equality. God is not addressed as a stranger, mere acquaintance. The very language says, God, you are my friend, and I trust you. When was the last time we said that to God? When was the last time we did that? You are my friend and I trust you. Even the prayer that Jesus taught us says, Our Father, it's translated Our Father, okay? The, the Hebrew Aramaic word is Papa. My wife worked with, with, with a, a Jewish scholar for quite a number of years, and she would pick up the phone, and one of his two children would ask my wife, Is Abba there? Is daddy there? Is my papa there? Who art that second person familiar form of to be in heaven? Hallowed be thy second person familiar possessive name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. We're talking to an intimate and a friend here, somebody that we trust on earth as it is in heaven. In our world of confusion, turmoil, and distress, we have a friend, a divine cosmic friend who loves us relentlessly and gives to us lavishly. And as the scripture says that I shared with us today, he is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Can I hear an amen? amen. Thank you.
Our closing hymn is number 380. Sing extra loud because I cannot sing. I do, however, have a song in my heart. Thank you so much. Beautifully sung. Please join me in the benediction. May the blessing of the Lord rest and remain upon all his people in every land of every tongue. The Lord meet in mercy all that seek him. The Lord comfort all who suffer and mourn. The Lord hasten his coming 
and give us, his people, the blessing of peace. Amen. 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 There is coffee. Please join us for safe haven training upstairs. Have a blessed week. Be safe going home. And bell choir meeting. <laughs>